Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number one of Genesis chapter three, and we're going to be reading the first verse. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Jehovah God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And I'll stop reading there. Now we're, we're being introduced to the serpent. The serpent. And the serpent is said to be more subtle than any beast of the field which Jehovah God had made. We're surprised because apparently the serpent is another creature. It's um, counted among the beasts of the field, but more subtle than any of the others. But still, it is said to be of them. And so far, we've we've seen Adam and then God created Eve, that is mankind made in the image and likeness of God himself. And yet we haven't really had too much introduction to the beasts of the field, except that God brought them all before Adam and Adam gave names to each one. But now there's a serpent coming and it's only because we know um, the rest of the story. We we know the rest of the Bible, that we're aware who the serpent is, why the serpent has the ability to talk. We are aware that God did not give animals the ability to talk and reason and, and to communicate as he did to man. It's one of the ways that mankind is patterned after God, through our intellect, through our ability to speak words and to reason and and to understand things and, and to communicate with one another. Uh, animals were not given this ability. Today, you cannot go to a zoo and pick the smartest animal you want. It doesn't matter whoever it is. And have a conversation with the animal. You just can't do it because animals are different sort of creation. They're a creature God created with a breath of life, but they have no soul. They are not made after God's image. They do not have a mind like mankind has a mind. And therefore they cannot communicate like men communicate. They can communicate on sort of a much lesser level. There can be some communication. But, you know, I'm sorry to tell some people who who think that there's going to be some major breakthrough someday with man communicating to dolphins or whales or something like that. Yes, they might be an intelligent creature that God created, 
but there will never be communication with any other creature in this world. There will never be any sort of dialogue and discussion with a dolphin or a monkey or a tiger or any other animal that God has created because God has not designed them that way. They do not have the ability. And that's why we're stunned, we're shocked that the serpent comes to Eve at the beginning of the creation. We don't know how long of a time God isn't being specific that it was a week later or two weeks later, but it was early on that he comes and said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, He shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman responds in verse 2 unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. There is an ongoing back and forth discussion between the woman and the serpent. And you know, God made Adam and Eve extremely intelligent. They were undoubtedly more intelligent than we are today because they would not have the negative effects of sin upon their minds as we have today since we're so many generations, thousands of years removed from the perfect man, and Adam and Eve were the perfect people. They had no sin. Their minds would have been sharp as a tack, as uh, the expression goes. And yet Eve were curious as to wonder why she would get involved in this discussion. But God isn't telling us what she's thinking or that she might feel this is odd or unusual. He's not telling us that. Also, it's a relatively new creation, and the creatures are are manifold, and, and here comes this serpent, who apparently has a reputation already as being more subtle than all the other beasts of the field. So if anyone's going to talk and communicate well maybe it would be this serpent and maybe god has given the serpent or an animal an ability to talk like he's given man the ability to talk it could be she was communicating with the serpent with the intense curiosity about the whole thing about why the serpent was talking to her at all we don't know all the information but we do know that she one day encountered this serpent. The serpent said to be more subtle than any beast of the field. And he initiated contact with her. He initiated communication with the woman. He began to talk to her. Yea, hath God said, he shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And God had said that to Adam. God said that very thing. In Genesis 2, in verse 16, And Jehovah God commanded the man, 
saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And now the serpent, he has knowledge of that. He he has information about that. That statement that God made to Adam and Adam certainly shared with Eve that they were not to eat of that tree. And so he's he's not saying something outlandish. He, the serpent is saying something that Eve, that Adam have familiarity with, that are knowledgeable of, and something they're certainly themselves very interested in, very curious about. The the serpent picks a topic that Adam and Eve would have been most interested in. In fact, they would have been more interested in that topic than anything else in the Garden of Eden because that tree stood out. The law God associated with that tree, the commandment, thou shalt not eat of it, may that tree stand out. Unlike any other tree, it was there day after day in the midst of the garden, and certainly they saw it, and certainly they would remind themselves, we may eat of this tree, we may eat of that tree, but we may not eat of this tree in the midst of the garden, of the knowledge of good and evil. We may not eat of that tree. And so the serpent came to the woman. Notice he came to the woman first. He didn't come to Adam. That is, here in Genesis 3, 1, when the serpent begins to speak, he said unto the woman. He did not direct his words to the man, to Adam. And God makes a point of pointing that out in the New Testament, in 1 Timothy Chapter 2, he says, and, and here the Lord is explaining that the woman is to be in silence. In verse 11, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. God makes a point to emphasize that the woman, well, first of all, she came second. Adam came first. And and also that Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and the one in the transgression. Now we can understand that spiritually as we, we see that Adam is a figure of him that was to come. And of course Christ is not deceived by the serpent. He's not deceived by Satan. Remember the time of temptation in the wilderness. Satan comes and attempts to do what to the Lord Jesus Christ? He attempts to deceive him concerning the scriptures. To, to get him to do something contrary to the law of God. But Christ 
continued obediently in submission to the Father, to the Word of God, and Christ was not deceived by Satan. Now, historically, Adam did fall into sin too, but Adam was not the one that was first contacted by the serpent, by Satan. Adam was not the one that Satan initiated his assault against. No, the serpent, and we have to keep in mind that God identifies the serpent as being more subtle than any beast of the field. The serpent determined that the area to come against was not the man, the one created first, but the woman. The woman would be the focus of his attack, and he did deceive the woman. Adam was next to the woman. We we read that later in Genesis 3. It's not like he was on the other side of the garden, or he had gone away for the day somewhere outside of the garden. No, he was right there. And Adam took the fruit from the woman. So Adam is guilty. He sinned against God. And he's the figurehead. He's the one that ought to have known better. But Adam uh, ate uh, in, in relationship to the woman, not because of the serpent. Well, the serpent is the one he comes to the woman and he seems to know something. He seems to have information. Information that Eve lacks, that Adam lacks, that they uh, are not aware of, but they've been wondering, they're curious about because of the law regarding that one tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This serpent seems to have the scoop. He he seems to know the mystery about the tree. And so he brings it up because he knows that there is interest. There is natural curiosity about the tree. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And he gets the woman to begin thinking of that one particular tree that stands out from all the rest. Well, we're looking at this and we see the serpent was a creature that, that God had created. Now, the, the serpent, we, we know this from the rest of the Bible because we know that Satan is the one who is coming in the form of the serpent. And we know that From here on out, throughout most of the Bible, oftentimes when we read of the serpent, we're reading about Satan, the devil. We're reading about the enemy of God. And yet we know from the rest of the Bible that Satan, the serpent, is a fallen angel. And and we're reading about his fall from heaven in these verses themselves, it is um, revealing this angel's fall from heaven that he's attempting to deceive the woman and he's distorting what God has said. He is lying 
about what God has said. It is his sin and, and therefore describing his fall from heaven. But he is an angel, an angelic being, and therefore a spirit being. Angels do not have bodies. They, they are not men and they are not animal. Angels are spirits, ministering spirits. We read in Hebrews, they were created to minister unto the heirs of salvation. Yet spirits. And we, we also find that when Satan fell, he took a good number of the angels with him. These fallen angels became demons. And in various places in the Bible, we read of demons, especially in the gospel accounts. When Jesus entered into the world, there was uh, intense demon activity because Satan and his forces, these fallen angels, were aware that Christ, who was God in the flesh, had entered into the world and therefore they concentrated their attacks in the area where Christ was at that time. No sense being around the world uh, when, when God in the flesh is walking upon earth and he is your chief enemy. So the, the demons and the fallen angels gathered together their forces and, and time and again we read in the New Testament gospel account that Christ was casting out a demon here or there was a man who had legion and he was possessed with demons and they were cast out and went into a herd of swine. Uh, I think it was about 2,000 that rushed down into a body of water and were drowned. And that reveals to us that A fallen angel, a spirit being, could indwell a man, the man who had legion, actually more than one fallen angel or spirit being, were in him. He had legion. He had perhaps as many as 2,000. And also that these fallen angels, these demons, and Satan would be a similar creature, a similar fallen angel, they can... Uh, enter into animals because they entered into the swine. Let me read the account. It's in Luke chapter 8, and it says in verse 28, When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he brake the bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd 
ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. So there we, we see the devils who are fallen angels, spirit beings. They're able to, um, indwell a man, the, this man who had legion of them. Then they're cast out by Christ and they're, they go into the swine. They're able to indwell animals and Satan himself. Uh, we know entered into Judas at the time that Judas betrayed the Lord. When Judas went to the chief priests and the scribes and so forth and, and betrayed Christ for the silver, Satan, the fallen angel had entered into him. And that's according to the word of God, the Bible. So we're on very safe ground to understand that Satan had entered into this creature that God created good. It was called the serpent. And he entered into him. And and this is why the creature was able to speak. Why the serpent had the ability to talk. Because it was actually Satan. It was a fallen angel. And, and therefore... Uh, a higher creature, higher than the animals of the field, the beasts of the field, and able to communicate like man, angels could speak. When Jesus asked, what is your name? The reply was legion. So we know that angels or, or fallen angels, and this would refer to the good angels also, have the ability to understand language and to speak to communicate they have an intelligence that is above all the creatures of the earth except mankind they are able to communicate on a level with man and god has made them that way and and we don't know all there is to know about angels but we know that much that a spirit being can enter in to an animal and a spirit being can enter into a man and they can communicate. They can talk. And this explains why the serpent was talking with Eve uh, and communicating with her and why this serpent had such knowledge of the trees of the garden and God's commandment. Because where was Satan. Where was Lucifer? Lucifer was an angel. He was a good angel created by God at the time of the creation and, and angels are spirit beings. And so they would have been witnesses to God's creation. They would have been witnesses to God creating Adam and God creating the woman Eve. They would have witnessed God's uh, words to Adam and God's commandment would have stood out to them also of all the trees of the garden thou mayest freely eat but of the tree in the midst of the garden thou shalt not eat for in the day you eat thereof you will surely die and here 
in heaven, in, in the kingdom of God, in the spiritual realm, is Satan, and all the angels are there, those that are good and re- will remain good, those that were presently good at that time, but will fall and come after Satan. They also will rebel against God. And at some point, at some point, as as God has created everything, as God has uh, given the law, as he's given the law uh, concerning the tree, Satan sees an occasion. He sees an occasion whereby he can be like God. Now, where we we don't know um, the thought processes, we don't know um, how it was worked out, uh, or any of the details. It all we know is that Satan was created a good angel, that he was there, that he was aware of that tree. Therefore, he had to be aware of God's creation. He had to be aware of God's commandment concerning the tree. And also the focus of the angels, they were created ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. And that is, they were created to minister to those who were in right relationships to God. And at the beginning, it would have been mankind who was at that point without sin. And and so the focus of the angels would have been on ministering, however they accomplished that, to the newly created creature named man, created in the image of God. And so their focus would have been on this whole wonderful, beautiful creation. And, and as Satan heard the law, and he saw later the woman created, and he must have also known Adam and Eve's curiosity, their wonder about that tree, and and Satan um, understood, as far as we can understand, that obedience was a supreme thing. It, it was of the greatest importance. You must obey God. And if he could get man through the woman, if he could deceive the woman to disobey God and obey him, it would make him like God. And and that was his sin. That was his fall, that he was not satisfied nor content with his status, with the position that he was created to be with the task that God created him to do. He wanted something more. It was pride that came forth that God permitted. God allowed this fall of Satan and allowed the fall of man to accomplish his purpose for this newly formed earth in order to make manifest, to put on display the the wonderful attributes of God through salvation God first had to allow Satan to fall, to fall into the sin of pride, of wanting to be like God. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.